0: If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's Will? You get rich quick! Land on the line, Play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich.
1: hello everybody welcome once again to get rich quick with Josh and Noel right here on Ur radio free Oakland <laughs> um, you are listening to the greatest humor financial podcast. On the airwaves today and radio show, radio show slash podcast on the airwaves today. We we might be more qualifiers <laughs> than there. <laughs> uh, wherein we just pepper you with phenomenal ideas on how to get rich on a given subject on a given day. And all we
0: ask in return, Noel, is 10 is percent. We give you the ideas. You take them. You action them. You make lots of money. We do nothing. You give us 10%. That's right. We do nothing,
1: so we don't have to. <laughs> um, I don't remember what. It's a good catchphrase that Noel came up with, but my memory is so shit that uh, I can't remember anything. Um, how you doing, Noel? I am doing good. That's good. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Um, I had an interesting uh, situation happen. Okay. Um I have not spoken about this on the air because no. it has been pending. It has been pending. But uh, it is... It is pent. It is pent, pended, unpended. Yeah. And uh, I have settled a lawsuit that has that goes back to an accident that I was in five years ago now. hmm And uh, I was in an accident where I was on a bicycle. The person that I was in the accident with was in a car. And uh I fractured some vertebrae. I was injured. there were some issues uh money lost, money not really gained mm-hmm. and uh overall, I'm not terribly happy with the way it all went down, but it's done, yeah, and I can move on with my life. but there was one thing that happened in this we 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 did this in arbitration and uh which is binding arbitration, so you don't have to go to uh you don't have to go to court for anything, and you get a judge in there, and you sit across from the other lawyer. You and your lawyer sit across from the other lawyer, and in this case, the defendant as well. And uh, <coughs> you let this retired judge, who's getting paid to be there, he comes to the decision. No courts, no juries, no nothing. And uh, at one point in this, uh, in the cross examination, the uh, lawyer for the defense, I guess. I guess I was the plaintiff in this mm-hmm. matter if that how, was how long goes this? That this happened or that I had the that I had the this, accident? This. Th- this happened uh, uh f- maybe a month or so ago. Okay. A couple months ago. Um and uh <clears throat> I uh <laughs> uh it still boggles my mind. We're sitting there and he's he's a bulldog attorney and he's really uh 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 jumping all over me and everything I'm saying. And one of my things was was that I had injured my back. I had fractured my back. I don't ride my bike anymore for multiple reasons. But one of them is that I still have some pain Mm -hmm. in my leg from nerve issues. I never said it was debilitating. I work and everything. But it's there. I have pain. Uh, And at one point he goes, do you have any presence on the Internet? I was like, pardon me? He goes, social media? I was like, sure, yeah, I do. And I'm trying to think, like, what the hell is he getting at here? I mean, I never didn't talk about this at all on on Facebook or anything like that. And Uh I don't do Twitter or anything like that. And he goes, do you have a radio show podcast called Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel? (laughs) Well, he didn't say that. And I said, yeah, Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. It's a humor podcast. Um, where we we talk about get rich quick schemes? And he goes, did you ever tell a story about running to your car, running to your car, and twisting your back to get in the door? And I go, I don't honestly don't really remember. You know, I mean, I may have. Uh, and you, would you like me to play it for you? And I said. No, you don't have to do that. (laughs) I trust you that I may have told this story. You know, it's a little hyperbole. I'm telling a story. Mm -hmm. Make it a little more action-packed. And he goes, well, we'll play it for you. And he has the guy who's a defendant pull out his phone where he has one of our first episodes um, queued up to a story that I told. And if you've listened to our early episodes where I talk about being... uh, going to move my car on gay pride to get it to a spot um, and there is a couple having sex up against my car and I need to sort of try to get around them so I can get a prime spot on my blog, <laughs> right? And <clears throat> the where he has it queued up beautifully is past the point where I say I run, run, run to the car uh-huh. and twist my back and get in. And he hits play, and all you hear is, and so then this dude starts sucking this other dude's <laughs> cock <laughs> and slamming his ass against my car. Slamming his ass against my car. And I say, excuse me, can I get by, please? And and all this other person says, mm, get that shit, motherfucker. And... And so it's two lawyers, us two, and this judge sitting there having to listen to this for a couple of minutes before the guy realizes that he's gone (laughs) past the point. His hands are shaking. He's very nervous. It's like a big gotcha moment. Yeah big gotcha moment and the judge i mean the judge was just sort of like i don't understand why you're this is insane i I mean i really feel like the judge felt like this should have been resolved an hour before we actually got out of there but uh yeah so that happened but i just thought it was great that uh this guy was uh trolling me and uh, uh uh cyber stalking me looking for uh key things that he felt would uh uh uh, put me under throw me under the bus show me to be the shyster that i am the 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 just classic uh uh, sewer right (laughs) never sued anyone in my life before never (laughs) felt it necessary but yeah it was amazing he had it out for me boy at one point uh I looked over at him after while I was giving my testimony. He was glaring at me with such hatred in his eyes. Uh Such hatred in his eyes. He was so upset with me for reasons I really don't understand, you know. But anyway.
0: Yeah. I love the fact that they played us.
1: Yeah. In court. Yeah. It was. (laughs) It was. It's on the record somewhere. That story is officially on the record somewhere. (laughs) I don't know if it got transcribed. There wasn't anyone tip tapping away. But, yeah,
0: it was fun. So basically the whole legal system at this point is basically one by one becoming mega fans.
1: Yeah, as well they should be. As well they should be. And now that this is settled, I imagine we can do uh, an episode where the topic is uh, is uh, suing. Yeah. Um, but we can't do it today. No, we because, cannot. Because this story had absolutely nothing to do with today's topic. Bizarrely enough, <laughs> today's story today 's story today 's topic is noel it's parenthood that's right, and there is a lot of money in parenthood there's a lot of money in in people wanting to be parents yep there's a lot of money in in people being parents. Yes, there is. There's a lot of money in having kids, owning kids, beating kids. <laughs> you name it, you can make a lot of money off of parenthood. And and we're probably, what we're going to give you is probably just scratching the surface. Oh, I'm sure. It doesn't take much. I mean, if you just Google parenting blog, for instance. Oh, yeah. 21 and a half million Google hits for parenting blog. That's crazy yeah. to me. That's crazy, pan. I didn't even know there were that many parents out there. Certainly not that many that could actually fucking write a sentence. Yeah, which many of them can if you if you if you uh, uh, look. I did not at what they write. It's pretty pretty awful awful stuff. But it made me think when I looked that up. There was one thing that was missing, is why isn't there? You know, as with podcasts, if you do just do a, a quick thing of like podcast, you're going to come up with hundreds of thousands of podcast hits right mm-hmm. there are tons of podcasts out there right and how do you sort of get noticed in podcasts you end up on a podcast network right mm-hmm. you get it there's a network there are all these sort of aggregates that take you in and work with you to get you money right and help you when you get a certain amount of listeners right you you have to bring your own you have to juice your own uh uh oranges as it were <laughs> Use your own art. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Um, But there's nothing like that for parenting blogs. No. There is not any sort of aggregating system for parenting blogs where you are a host, where someone can go in and be like, I am a black gay parent. I want to find out blogs that give me information as a black gay parent of white children. How do I find that, right? It's hard to find out there. So why not? Someone put together an aggregate website that categorizes everything by type, by country, by race, by religion, by whatever you need, by political thing. And you can have an entire algorithm that 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 takes all those things and puts together like the perfect blog for you mm-hmm. based on what you put in, just like a dating site, essentially. Okay. Right? And then uh, ads, hits, money comes in, money rolls in, and all you have to do is aggregate, aggregate, aggregate. It's a little bit of work for a lot of money. Yeah. That's my first one. I'm throwing that out there, just <laughs> jumping right all over <laughs> that, getting right, it out there. right. All right. Like you're that. in there. Quick.
0: Yeah. I'm not messing around. All right. I like it. Sort of like a, a gawker for- Parenting.
1: Sure. A board panda for parenting. Sure. As it were. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. Pawker. <laughs>
0: board <laughs> bored parent. Okay. I like it. Uh so I guess I guess if we're getting right in there. Yeah. I'll get in there too. Oh, get in there. That's all right. Um, so parenthood. You know, uh, you look around, it's a hard gig these days. It harder is. I mean, harder never, you know, parents uh are all working as much as they can just to try to pay the bills, keep up with the Joneses, uh, you know, keep the cable on, keep the couch comfy. Uh-huh. Uh and in doing so, you know, it, it's harder to get your child out there to see the whole world. As and, and, and as well the whole world's kind of changed too, you know, mm-hmm. as we discussed in the seventies show, yeah we were just let out to roam free get yep. into whatever we got into nowadays kids sit in the basement in front of a tv in front of a computer in front of in front of microphones <laughs> uh and it, it's harder to get the real world world out there oftentimes parents because they're so busy try to buy what's best for their children instead of experience it with them or you know or, or whatever uh, And, you know, things don't go always that well. You know, uh, you've got I don't remember if you remember in New York not too long ago, there was that monster of a child of real estate developer who was wasted at some brunch and going off about how he is going to have everyone arrested because his dad owns half the city and just a monster of a <coughs> child.
1: Yeah, I just want to say that I had uh, that restaurant uh-huh. that he was outside of, which was nailed furiously because of the drunken brunches that they would hold. Was uh, helmed at the in the kitchen by friends of mine from oh, the really? opening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there. They. I, I went in there and 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 sort of. They wanted me to come in and work with them, and I just looked at the setup, and I was like, "Oh, I, I don't think this is what I want to do," <laughs> Good. and I just left.
0: But just a little side note, yeah. Uh, you've got the uh, yeah. story that was real big recently about the the child who claimed influenza. Yeah, yeah. And then his <laughs> mother stolen away to Mexico. Yeah. They were both caught, both arrested. Trouble for everyone. No one wants that for their kid, for themselves. We want better, right? But how do we keep, in this world today, our kids from growing up inside a bubble? We don't have the time. The world is stratified more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of times parents, to broaden their kids' horizons, will send their kids away to a summer camp where they spend the summer with other rich children. Yep, of their yep. same social strata. Uh, it may be a good experience. They may... Learn how to throw a frog, Uh but uh, (laughs) they don't. They don't. It doesn't broaden their horizons. Uh, But if you look out there, there are also a lot of people that are sending their kids, when they finish school, out into apprenticeship programs uh, in companies where they're not going to really make money, but they're going to get corporate (coughs) experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So why not have life apprenticeships? Right. So, uh, you know, before they're of legal age to work. Uh, you can have them, instead of going to summer camp, they spend a couple weeks with families of different cultures, different means, different beliefs, right? So uh, you could have your kid go and spend a couple weeks with a gay family, minority family, different religions. Uh, you know, if you're living in a city, an urban family, poor family, to give them different outlooks on life. Once they reach the legal age, they can... Spend a couple of weeks working in restaurants, which I'm sure having worked in restaurants, you all, yeah, everyone that works in a restaurant is always just like, everyone should be forced to work in a restaurant <laughs> so they can understand the pain. Uh-huh. Uh, a, You know, have to work in a restaurant for a couple weeks or, or longer. Factory, sweatshops, even a fancy office, you know, just different life experiences that they can cobble together and make them more of a human. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I well, okay. I was just going to suggest maybe, uh, instead of the draft, teenagers should have to go into the army every summer.
0: Well, that only gives them one experience. I'm giving them lots of. <laughs> but it gives them
1: experience. Okay, but go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, what do you do? How do you make money off this? Uh huh. Well, you you vet these families. You know, you weed out the child molesters, the criminals. <laughs> Uh, The creeps, the predators, Uh uh, and uh, you arrange the swaps, right? So it might be families are swapping children.
1: Okay, so it's like that TV show.
0: It's like all the TV shows put into one (laughs) child's life. Uh, So you get paid. uh, You get paid to vet them. You get paid to arrange these things. But the cost is still drastically lower than any summer camp where all they're going to learn how to do is throw a frog and be elitist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, the
1: throwing the frog part I learned in summer camp. The being elitist, not so much. Yeah, you learned that in New York City. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah,
0: uh And uh, I understand some parents may hate this idea. Uh huh. And for them, just sell them like a <laughs> bulletproof bubble for their kid to live in, and just let it be that, and let them <laughs> even isolate their child more than ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, get those kids out there, make them whole humans, even though you don't have the time to make them whole humans yeah you let other people make them whole
1: humans i feel like the people that would do that that can't make their kids whole humans don't even want to do the swap they just want to let their kids send their kids to other families
0: that's that's fine too Costs a little more
1: yeah that's all right that that's kind of like that's also a little bit like uh all those all the tv shows it's true it's kind of like all the tv shows but it's actual people yeah not not wannabe celebrities. Yeah,
0: not Perez. or no, not not Perez Hilton. Right, Perez Hilton.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they should have a, a, a show where Perez Hilton swaps and lives with different families. Oh
1: God, they'd want to kill him after. <laughs> I mean, after five minutes,
0: after two minutes,
1: you know. Um, I will say that you know the whole throwing a frog thing reminds me of when I was in summer camp. Mm-hmm. I didn't throw a frog, but I was in a golf tournament. Speaking of elitist. Um, And I was a terrible golfer. Okay. I don't know. I I, I think I cheated to get into the... uh, I think what actually happened was to actually get into the tournament, we had like an uh, inter-camp, like within our camp playoff, and it was me and this other guy, and uh, I thought I had a gimme putt that would have won it. I boofed it, and then uh, I boofed it again, and then I knocked it in, and then I cried and said that... And then basically lied, saying that I thought that it was just going to count because it was a gimme. So I didn't really try. And the guy felt bad for me and put me in. And then, of course, I turned around and fucking screwed him over by shooting the highest possible score without being told to just go home before finishing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on the course when it became this sort of intra, what is it, intracamp or intramural uh-huh. tournament. But within this, I was in the rough. And at one point in this thing, and, and I had, uh, uh, I was working with a 9-iron, I think. And I reared back, and I just wanted to whack the shit out of the ball, and I closed my eyes, and I whack, and I hit a frog, apparently. And the frog half exploded and half shot up in the air. Oh, no. Flying onto the green, where there was now a severed, bloodied frog uh. on the green. And so, yeah, I, th- I threw a flo- frog, literally, figuratively, literally. Figuratively literally. But yeah, I killed a frog. But uh, that's what I did in camp. That's what I did in camp. And I got, got bullied.
0: I went lot. to camp one summer uh-huh. uh for a couple weeks. I, I had lots, a lot a lot of fun. One summer? Yeah, just once. Huh. Was it a sleepaway? Yep. Yeah. Was yeah. it with friends or was it uh uh I
1: don't think I knew anyone <clears> when I went I went to a lot of camps. I went to a fat camp. Uh-huh. I went to first I went to like four years of regular just sleepaway camp where I was bullied by all the Long Island kids in the Berkshires. and I went to a fat camp and I went to a computer camp for a week, which was weird because I knew nothing about computers and still don't. But it was all basic. We learned how to like do things like just make a repeating, al- uh, uh, not even algorithm, but a repeating line sure, of one's like and Sure, that basic. Right, yeah. that classic basic thing. It was very bizarre. But this was back in, you know, 83 yeah. or something like that when everyone was working on, you know, the big Apple computers. Um, but, My parents were not the best. (laughs) (laughs) They just wanted to get rid of me for the summer. Um, But on that note, I got another one for you, Okay,
0: all right, let's hear it. The big one. okay. okay.
1: And this is going to make you a lot of money. Okay. It straddles some lines of legality.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, as the best (laughs) ones do.
1: It straddles some lines, certainly straddles some lines of ethics and morality. All
0: right, sounds like. (laughs) Right up at our alley.
1: But it's going to make you a lot of money. Okay. So, <clears throat> in many third world countries, India being the biggest, yeah, there is a huge, huge market for uh, what they're calling commercialized surrogacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what others are calling baby farms. Sure. Where Western couples who can't have babies are going over to India. Yeah, when a womb. Uh, Win a womb, when a womb are going over to India and they are renting out poor women's wombs yeah. to carry, to be their surrogates and carry their children for them. It costs to do this in India. Now, India overall has become a huge, huge uh, uh, purveyor of uh, medical tourism. It's like a $2.5 billion industry in India, right? Where you, you even if you have insurance, you are paying so much less for major surgeries uh, and you're treated like a king. So you'll go to India for two weeks, have a surgery, recuperate, and then come back and it costs you $5,000 instead of $20,000, mm-hmm. right? So this whole process uh, will cost you thirty to $60,000 depending on how many kids you want, right? Twins or or single, um, of which supposedly the poor women, who are being recruited to carry these babies and live in these dorms for the nine month period until the birth uh, are supposed to be getting anywhere from ninety five hundred for a single child and up to twelve thousand if they're birthing twins mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> and uh, apparently what they're really getting is anywhere from two to six thousand dollars and then they have no real legal recourse if they're just given like a hundred bucks and kicked out on the street um but so what's happening is so these these people are going over they're they're harvesting tons of eggs and because much of this is based on uh uh success rates mm-hmm. what they're doing is they are harvesting lots of embryos and they're inseminating lots of embryos and uh implanting multiple embryos at a time mm-hmm. to ensure success so what is happening is that a lot of these surrogates are actually having triplets, quadruplets, twins mm-hmm. when people only want one, right? And instead of putting these Western couples who are paying $30,000, $40,000 for these people to have their baby, putting them in a position where they have to choose the child, they don't tell them that there are multiple really? children born. And there have vice vice actually did a thing on on these baby farms, and in one meeting with a broker, the broker showed up with a baby mm-hmm. a white baby, and said, "Here, just take this one now, fifteen hundred dollars." so there's a lot of these babies being born mm-hmm. that are white babies mm-hmm. uh in India. <laughs>
0: Or Western, at least Western. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: it's generally it's generally right, but but I mean, well,
0: it costs a lot of money, so right.
1: It's it's generally wealthy white couples mm-hmm. who uh, are, are are you know trying to do this and get it done as quickly and cheaply as possible. All right. Okay. Right, and to do it in the in 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 most Western countries, there's there's. Uh, so many laws that you have to go through. It's super pricey. A lot of times your insurance won't cover it. So you have to go out of pocket. Um, and so it becomes a difference between, you know, years and years to, you know, because they're harvesting so much and they're showing such massive, uh, positive results, Mm -hmm. people are going there. Right. Um, and so, but there are all of these Western babies, Mm -hmm. uh, in these baby farms. Surplus babies. Surplus babies. Yeah. What are they doing with them? Right? People aren't going over to India to buy little Western babies for $1,500. bucks. Uh-huh. Right? So my thought is 1500 bucks a baby, that's a pretty good price. <laughs> if you're buying in bulk, uh-huh. you could probably knock that down to 1000 bucks a baby, maybe even less if they have a lot of babies lying around. Sure. Right? You can open up an upscale orphanage situation- here in the States or around the world mm-hmm. where you bring these babies home from India and many other third world Thailand is another one where this is happening. Uh, you know, uh, uh, parts of Africa, this is happening. Uh-huh. It's big business. It's big business for these 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 clinics. Um, bring them back. And then, you know, adopting a child around the world is a pricey proposition. Yes, I know several can, people that have. R- it can cost yeah. you uh, on the low end twenty dollars to $25,000. Yeah. On the high end $50,000. Well, you buying these kids for $500 to a grand bringing them over beautiful, fresh, new white babies. Uh-huh. Right? All these parentless white couples, these childless white couples looking for a white baby. Right? You can make a killing. Even if you sold them at 10 grand a piece, <laughs> Josh. you do all right, right? Yeah. The other thing that I'm gonna tag on to this okay. is so, <clears throat> say you are a couple, you're part of a couple, you like kids, you're not sure if you wanna have kids, right? Um, how do you know? You can't just, you have a baby and then you're stuck with a baby and you're like, oh no. I got this baby, can't just get rid of it now, we're stuck with it, yep. but God, I hate having a kid, rent a baby. <laughs> right? You you can lease one of these babies uh-huh. for a, you know, start off for a two-week period if you like it. You can even lease to buy if you want. Sure.
0: I, I feel like... At the very least, we owe the world that. That it's all <laughs> you don't, we don't owe the world own.
1: anything. It can be lease to own or it can be lease to lease just okay. to see if you want to have your own. You know what I mean? You may fall in love with the baby that you got and just be like, or it may just be like, Wow, I actually kind of like having a kid. I want to have my own. Thanks very much. Here uh-huh. you go. Or, you know, or you can do it month by month. Um, as the kids get older, you know, there are people like my wife and I, who in theory, we like kids a lot. We do like kids a lot, but not necessarily to have our own. Right. I don't know how well, we, I mean, I think we think we should have had our own, but mm-hmm. I think in reality, we wouldn't have done well <laughs> having our own uh, based on maybe based on based what on I'm coming conversation up with. Right here? <laughs> this conversation right here. Um, here. And uh, But we love our friends' kids, yeah. especially when they're toddlers. It's so much fun taking them to the zoo. It allows us to do all the kid things we like to do, uh-huh. but do them with actual kids, right? And yeah. see their, their joy. And then we drop them off at home, and it's like, bye, see ya, yeah, he's all sugared up and freaking the fuck out. Peace out. You know what I mean? They love us. We love them. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Right? Rent a kid, right? So you can take these poor uh, adopted children uh, needing to be adopted children out for a good time uh-huh. right and you also help support them in your own special way so you you're you're now you're you're now tapping in you're in the leasing business you're in mm-hmm. the renting business you're in the the owning business the leasing to owning business big big money here yeah you know <laughs> oh, so,
0: just a thought yeah you know what you can already though you can go you can be a big brother a big sister and you can take uh foster children and children up for adoption no nope, that's a
1: commitment that's a commitment
0: that's a commitment <laughs> oh. this
1: is a transaction, okay what you're talking about is a commitment once you when you sign up to be a a a foster parent no I'm not saying be a foster parent <clears throat> what are you saying?
0: I'm saying you can be there's you'd ever hear the big brothers organization, oh well yeah or? well you
1: mentioned foster if you'd sign up to be a big brother big sister, you're making a commitment to that kid yeah right? This is not about the kid. This is about you. Rent-A-Kid is about your joy. And, you know, it's a very narcissistic thing. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. You're, You're pinning your joy on watching this kid have a good time. Okay. I get it. I understand that. I'm fully aware of that, but I'm okay with it. Like I said, this is a very, very fine line. But on the other hand, you know, if you think about it, is it, a worse life for these kids oh, in this situation or being sort of left in India.
0: Okay. <laughs> as someone as someone who was uh, at one point in my life a foster kid, uh-huh. I have to say, Josh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Okay.
1: It's just, it's a thought, it's an idea. Well, okay. It's crass commerce, but that's what this show is all about. All right. Okay. If we can have a heart about it, we can have a heart about it. But in the end, what's it about, Noel?
0: Making money. money. That's right. So if you do it, though, please have a heart about it. But you know uh, what what else you should really have a heart in, (laughs) which is uh, our newest segment, which is Josh and Noel sell out where every week we explore ways in which you can help us sell out. Uh, Right now, the (coughs) most accessible way to do this (laughs) is to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, and there's a sponsor button there, and you can pledge money uh, on a monthly basis for the rest of the season, which is about four and a half months now. Yep. Something like that. Four months, maybe. Four months, uh, and half that money will come to Josh and I, and half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, if you hate us, you can go to Patreon and go to the Radio Free Brooklyn page and sponsor them on a one-time <clears throat> or reoccurring basis. None of that money comes to Josh and I. You can put a note in there saying how much you despise us. If you're a corporation, you can just call us up, sponsor us, or just give us money. We will do your bidding
1: if you're a corporation that owes us money, yeah, uh, which there are many, <laughs> and counting, uh, just the other day, uh, I s- was talking to Noel via text. As I was doing that, I was doing watching something on YouTube, and an ad came up for a movie based on a story I told about a story I read about two guys who became weapons dealers. Yeah from starting off from nothing. One guy was a masseuse. That was in our weapons episode months ago. Yeah. Months ago. I think that was episode 11, our weapons episode. That's, that's at this point, over 40, epi- almost a year old. And I'm sure
0: they conceived, wrote, <laughs> and produced the whole movie in that time.
1: Made a movie out of it, <laughs> starring big stars, people. Big stars. Jonah Hill. That's only one name I'm going to mention. Okay. And some kid that whose name I can't remember. But anyway... I'm expecting 10% from Universal or Fox or whoever the hell's making that. It's
0: probably it's probably coming in. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, it's not our story, really. So maybe 5%. <laughs> the guys whose actual story it is should probably get some money, too. But, you know, we did it first. Yeah. That's all I'm
0: saying. That's all Jeff's saying.
1: Um, yeah. And, you know, look, we'd love to have more ways of selling out to explore. Uh, because we've sort of only
0: explored these three. Yeah. Uh, uh, Come up with ways that we haven't even thought of. Yeah. And give us money. That's right. Exactly. Uh, but uh, also about this time, you know, every week we have a topic. This week it is parenthood, in which you can listen, enact our ideas, and become fabulously wealthy. Uh, some of Josh's idea may send you to hell. Uh, but, <laughs> 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 but, uh but uh, we also in the show we throw in a, a another little topic, just a little tidbit of something for you to make even more money. So if you are right now, you know, waiting for your labor to kick in, if you are uh, trading your your child off, settles giving them to a restaurant for a couple weeks or well, whatever it is that you're doing. You can listen to this, come back later, listen to the rest of the episode, make money all the way around. So Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the
1: Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn.
0: What is the one secret to being rich? Someone asked me that today. A few things just happened to me earlier today. And I was like, I got the freaking answer for you. I'm gonna give you the damn answer right here. You wanna know what it is? Now you gotta promise me if I tell you this that you'll pay attention because I don't wanna throw this out there and people use it incorrectly. It's a powerful tool. And here it is. Everything you do should turn to gold. Maybe you got more than me, maybe you had less, but once you know the rules, life changes. That's what they forgot to teach us. Nobody told us the damn rules. This is the damn rule. You know, when people get
1: tattoos. I'm like, Ta- tattoo this to your body. Everything I touch turns to gold.
0: You're the alchemist. The alchemist of life.
1: Be the alchemist of life, people.
0: Yeah. That's that's the rule to getting rich. It's oh. just everything you touch turns yep. to gold. Yep. And live by that rule, guys, uh-huh. and, and you'll be wealthy. Yep. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all you
1: need. You just have that Midas touch. Yeah. Everyone
0: else is getting mired in the details. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. There you go. I hope that inspires you to uh, take our ideas, spin that gold.
0: Spin that gold. And all we need is a little thread. That's right. <laughs> Noel. Yeah. Josh. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Maybe a little more upbeat? I. Certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to go too far to be more up, no. upbeat. Uh, so yeah, parenting—it's hard. uh You know, it's hard not only for the logistics. You know, you've got to when the kids little, you got to stay up all night because they wake up and you got to feed them and you got to change them and yada yada hooda, Right. Um then later on it it it's hard because you got to drive them to soccer, drive them to ballet, drive them everywhere, get dinner on the table, make enough money, somehow sock away enough money so that they can go to college without becoming bankrupt. Uh you know, it, it it's a it's a hard, it's a thankless task. Uh but emotionally it's very hard too. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh it, it's <clears throat> it's if you don't do a good job, your children are going to carry your problems with them. <laughs> and your problems. Even if you do a good job. Yeah, even if you do happen. do a good job, it, it's going to happen. And uh, if you really look to a lot of your problems that you're having problems with parenting, stem from your parents as well. You know, it's, it's an endless cycle. It's getting passed down from generation to generation. You know, it, it's a conundrum. Uh, so I I recently listened to uh, another a, a podcast called Invisibilia. I don't know if you ever heard it. Nope. Um, <clears throat> so it's an it's like an NPR thing. But they talked about uh it was an episode called The Problem with the Solution and they talked about a town in Belgium that have uh, the mental patients there bored with strangers from the town and live with these strangers for years and the strangers are never told what the mental issues with uh, this patient is. And so they don't try to cure the patient in any way. Mm -hmm. They just come up with very practical ways to uh, incorporate these quirks into reality.
1: So when you say they, you mean like the the, the people p- running the the village, or no? The,
0: I mean the people that the the the, the strangers patient. that are yes. living with them. Yeah. Well, the strangers <clears throat> who are boarding these people.
1: Oh, oh, I see. They're boarding with them. They're not. They're boarding them, not boarding with them. Okay. Yes. Okay. I gotcha.
0: Yeah. So they're opening up. They're renting a room in their house, right. Basically okay. for these patients. Um, and you know, uh. They, they come up with very practical, down-to-earth ways of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and don't try to fix the problems, as I said. Uh, the one example they gave was someone would get anxious every day and twist all the buttons off his shirts and rip them off. And that the woman who uh, whose house this was, every night for like 20 years would sew the buttons back on the shirt. And someone asked them, Someone who was researching this town said, well, why do you keep sewing the buttons on the shirt? And the answer was, well, you know, this guy needs me to sew the buttons on because that's how he takes out his stress. If he didn't have the buttons there, he wouldn't have anything to pull off, and who knows what would happen. So these are very kind people. They're they're, they're very kind people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, someone else would see Hallucinate Lions. And instead of trying to say no, you're wrong. It's not there. The owner of the house just got into the habit of picking up a piece of wood and chasing away the lion. Uh-huh. You know, so, uh, so, you know, great. So, th- in the same way, where e- you're right. Even if a parent does perfect, we're still gonna end up messed up because of them. <laughs> and and even if you do perfect parenting. You know, it, it, it's still going to be an endless cycle. So how can we deal with this? Uh, so uh, examples of, of parenting styles or issues that, uh, you know, will cause problems. You know, you've got the cool mom or the stage mom. Right. Uh, both, in my mind, are, are, are pretty related, you know, where a mother is – overly involved in their child's life, trying to relive their youth through their kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, An example is I just read about today. There was a woman named Wendy Brady, 33, uh, who recently used her 15-year-old daughter's identity and enrolled in high school as a sophomore where she made the (laughs) high school cheerleading team. No, she did not. Yes, she did. Uh, She was found out. She was arrested. There were like five movies in the 80s about that, yep. or early 90s. Like this That's really happened? Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, and, a, and a lot of pl- people this is happening to, in a, in a much lesser degree. This is an extreme example I found. Uh-huh. But, uh, uh, you know, what do we do for the, for these types of parents? We make a, a fake high school for parents. And, uh, <laughs> you know, middle-aged men that just, all we, they want to do is relive their glory days of being captain of the football team. They can once a week. Uh, your mother who wants to be a cheerleader, she can once a week. Uh, uh-huh. The stage mom who just wants to be the star of the school play, the star of the school play, she can. And they can then, in a healthy way, enact this uh, and not have to be so heavy handed in their child's life. Another example of uh, the type of thing that you can handle with this there's lots. Uh, I I only give a couple different examples of the types of things you could do is uh, I was reading about Munchausen syndrome by proxy uh, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it is a a mental issue, mostly apparently with mothers who will fake illnesses with their children or sometimes even give illnesses to their child so that they get attention. So they will, They sometimes they poison children. Often, that's what they do. Uh, they will uh, withhold different types <coughs> of food. They will give them too much salt so they get sick. They want that sympathy from everyone around them. Yeah. Uh, so, easy way to get around this, though. Okay. You know, don't try to cure the problem. Just give these mothers uh, Halloween scar makeup kits uh, and some classes maybe on doing some good movie effects makeup, uh-huh. and uh, maybe a cast building kit uh-huh. where they could give their kid a cast. Because let me tell you, as a kid... You always wanted one, didn't you? I, I never had a cast. Either. I really <clears throat> always wanted yep. a cast as a kid. you wanted everyone to sign that cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just looked like, yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't be fun, but it seemed like fun. Well,
1: it's fun if you can take it off <laughs> yeah. whenever, at, at night when you get home, you know, and you only have to wear it when everyone is feeling like it's cool. Yeah. I was in a motorcycle accident with my father once. We were driving down the West Side Highway. It was wintertime. Mm-hmm. And on <clears throat> at the 92nd Street on-ramp, where it comes onto the West Side Highway, this woman shoots out in front of us. My father slams on the brakes. We hit a patch of black ice. Bike goes out from under us. Skid. He falls off. He tumbles and rolls. And we were moving. We were, we were on the West Side Highway. We were doing... 65 miles an hour, roughly. Wow. Um, <clears throat> uh, I stay with the bike. We hit. We uh, ride for about 50 yards, maybe. Uh-huh. And I'm stuck under the bike, and cars are Ooh. shooting by my head, right? My dad tucks and rolls, jumps up. This guy who was jogging <clears throat> in the park hopped over the fence, ran over. They get the bike off me. We get to the side, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Basically, I'm fine. Abrasions, the whole nine yards. I decide that i was in a motorcycle other than that but i'm i'm fine Mm -hmm. like i'm sore and whatever but other than that i'm like i need a neck brace and (laughs) i need a cane (laughs) right my father on the other hand tore muscles in his shoulder his knee uh fractured three ribs uh was knock on wood very fortunate because he was wearing a chin guard hunk of the chin guard was gone Like, if he had not been wearing a chin guard, he would have just smashed his face to pieces. He was in the hospital. He was laid up. But I had to, and I had people sign the neck brace (laughs) and wore it for three days. Okay. Because I I had a, a, that's how much I wanted a cat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, these kids can get one now, and their parents can not cure their Munchausen syndrome by proxy, but but live it out in a way that not only causes no damage, but gives that kid a good time. They get Uh to... Go to school with a fake Correct. scar. Yep. Maybe a pirate patch one day. Uh huh. Cast one day. Yep. It'd be great, fun f- for all. I feel like the sympathy would uh would get a little lost there though,
1: because that's what the Munchausen people want. They want that sympathy really deeply. Like that's the thing they want everyone to feel sorry for them. Ah. Uh-huh. Um. So I don't know if <laughs> you know your kids going in with one scar here and then another scar there and they're removed, they may not get that. The kids going to have a great time. Yeah. But usually the Munchausen parent doesn't give a shit about
0: the kid. Well, then that parent's got to get better at making fake scars. Okay. And if they get good enough, <laughs> it's a it's a good way to push their uh-huh. talents and pressure themselves. Maybe what they need
1: to do is they can take put the kid in acting class and teach the kid how to pretend to be deathly
0: ill. Sure, that that works too. <coughs> so I, they I say I just came up with a, a yeah, couple no, no. different scenarios. I for gotcha. this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but whatever it is, you you can help counsel. You know, you could you could uh-huh. run the school for the for those cool moms the stage stage mm-hmm. moms uh you could uh have classes where you teach makeup techniques acting techniques uh-huh. for the munchausen family <coughs> I think it's great yeah
1: you could have a whole it, it it would just be like a whole uh 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 oh what am i thinking of like a like a uh, a social house that is ent- entirely dedicated to this kind of stuff yeah well, that's great you know uh uh I like it. Okay, I like it. I, I particularly like the one about giving them a high school. Yeah, to go to, but it can't be. It can't be the guys who are are reliving. I feel like it's got to be the people who didn't get to do that stuff, that were, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, <clears throat> it, it's
1: probably a little bit of all of them. Yeah. You know, because you know, then they're just reliving the hell of their high school years <laughs> <laughs> if they're going back to like adult high school. And they're exactly in the same position they were when they were miserable in regular high school. That's just throwing away. No, we would make sure that doesn't thousands of dollars of, of it, therapy.
0: It'd be like fantasy island. <clears throat> yes, exactly. You say you say uh, what role you want in this high school and it will be fulfilled. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: Westworld Fantasy Island, any of that. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what you got, Josh?
1: Oh, I'm done, man. Oh, really? Okay, I I
0: have another small
1: one. I I blew my load in the first half. I didn't pace myself.
0: All right. Well, I paced myself and (laughs) left myself a little tidbit (laughs) just in case it was needed. Uh, So I got a little one here, probably the most practical of everything we've talked about today, though. Uh, So, you know, everyone looks at cars. They've Mm -hmm. all got a freaking baby on board sticker. Yep. They've all got stickers of my kids in the honor roll at this school and- you know, my kids graduate here and bragging about their kids. Uh, they're spending a lot of money on these stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also leaving a lot of people out and kind of being elitist about to the other kids yep. who aren't on the honor roll, who aren't graduates, or you know. But uh, if you really read a lot of the of the traits kids have that are labeled as negative are actually positives when they get older, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple examples here, real quick, are. Uh, argumentative kids uh, turn into better critical thinkers and do okay. a lot better in a lot of ways in the world. Uh, kids who eat too much candy often are less obsessed with sugar and sweets as an adult uh, than kids who had it kept away from them. They, they learn moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go out there and you can make positive stickers about these traits and say, you know... My kid is slated to be number one critical thinker when it's really because this kid tells you to go f yourself every time uh, you you tell him to put on a pair of socks. Uh huh. Uh, You know, my kid uh, one day will is is a budding nutritionist when it's really just because this child eats candy like a maniac Uh all day every day. Uh, And you can give these kids a piece of pride, give the parent something to stick on there. Some something to hope for, and uh, you can make some money with all these uh, bumper stickers, window stickers, T-shirts, swag, swag. I I feel like the, those little
1: uh, uh, sort of studies and lists are entirely designed to make parents of these kids feel better, yeah, about themselves and the future that their kids have.
0: Yeah, but it's still probably true. You know, a lot of the things that I think people worry about <clears throat> aren't necessarily. The end of the world. Yeah, no, that's very true. You know, and especially in this day and
1: age of the helicopter parent who's yep. just up their kid's ass every 30 seconds. Yeah. They're, they're really just got to step away. That's right. Let them be a little bit. Um, yeah, that's a good one, man. I like that. Stickers. Yes. Stickers, lots stickers, of money. Stickers, lots of money. There's
0: always money in stickers. Schwag is always a good money maker, man. That's right. So, uh we, at this point in the show, we've made a lot of money, whether it's uh, off of Cha-ching. stickers, whether it's off of fake high schools, scar kits, whether it's because we've sold children, <laughs> uh, or, or whatever it is at this point. So what are we going to do with that money? Sit there on our on our blood money and uh, just let it rot away at our souls? No. we got to get rid of it to, to purge the evil. Uh, and... So, uh, Mr. Josh, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Please take it away.
1: Harold Hamm, who built an empire in the oil industry, is one of the richest men in the world. But now some of those billions could be at stake as he and his wife undergo talks for what will likely be an extremely pricey divorce. Some outlets are predicting this could be the most expensive divorce settlement in history, beating a $4.5 billion settlement in May against a Russian businessman. NBC has dubbed this the King Kong of divorce cases, in which Sue Ann Hamm would only need less
0: than a quarter of her ex-husband's net worth to match the record settlement.
1: So you know, in an earlier one, we did uh, a thirty-one million dollar marriage, mm-hmm. and at some point, when you spend that kind of money on your wedding, yep, you're gonna have to spend a shit ton of money on your divorce. Yep,
0: divorce elements. A massive mm-hmm. door of divorce elements are going to be the jaguars and swing pools of the future. That's right. Keeping up with the Joneses. That's they right. got divorced, and look he how. Got- That Russian oligarch got divorced, and it only
1: cost him four. It cost him four and a half billion dollars. I'm going for four point eight. That's right, four point eight for my ex. I I mean, you know, to me, I guess it's weird that uh, a a prenup wasn't signed. (laughs) That seems a little strange to me, because his he, you know, he started the company back in '63, Uh and uh, and uh, so they've only been married for 20 years. So that company was. doing really well yeah when they got married. So that's surprising number one to me. Number two, I, I didn't put it in there, but I just want to bring it up. So apparently there's a big thing that I didn't know about in divorce, having been happily married to my beautiful wife for 20 years now. Yeah. Um <clears throat> there is uh uh two kinds of income they're, they're basically money gets split up in a divorce based on one of two things. Whether the money is earned via hard work or gotten via luck. Okay. If it's gotten via luck, the spouse divorcing that's trying to get the settlement gets nothing. Oh, really? If it's gotten via earned hard work, uh, then the spouse gets 50% or whatever it is okay. in, in by sure. state. And many states have this rule. So this guy who's had this company for... 70 years he's the 34th richest person in the in in the world maybe he's worth over 20 billion dollars uh-huh. is trying to prove
0: <laughs> that's his defense it just was, pure that luck. It was
1: just dumb luck <laughs> <laughs> that he did absolutely nothing yep. and the beauty of this is a guy like this you know is the one guy that when he talks about Lazy people, people of color, anything like that. He's talking about how lazy they are, how he's worked for everything he's gotten. Yeah. Right. He busted his ass. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And now he's going to have it go down on the record that everything he's gotten is just by sheer dumb luck. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that is, and, and, you know, how they, how they, uh, 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 I didn't really look into how they get to that like how they say oh yeah it is dumb luck sure mm-hmm. uh but it's 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 interesting like this can't be even reported on there can't be any reporters on this because it involves this company so deeply mm-hmm. that you know shareholders names are coming up and stuff like that like it, it, there has to be a big privacy uh, it's a big privacy issue with this thing it's going to be interesting how it uh how it uh uh, susses out, yeah, plays you, out. you
0: know what doesn't have a big privacy issue, and that is Josh and Noel. <coughs> you can reach <laughs> us uh, via Twitter at GRQJoshNoel.
1: Yep. You can email us at GRQwithJoshAndNoel at
0: gmail.com. You can Facebook is at Facebook slash GRQJoshNoel. You can get on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. Uh, and you can uh, reach out to us and give us ideas, judge our schemes by, you yep. can give us ideas for shows, yep. you can give us criticism, you can just say yep. hi.
1: Yeah, and you should, uh, did you say we should su- su- should subscribe yep. to us on all of the various outlets that you can hear us? Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Really, we would. You know, we had some people that were leaving videos on there that really had nothing to do with the show, but yeah. it was fun to see that people were listening. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Uh. and about this time, Noel. Yeah, so uh, our ideas are fantastic. We know they are. We came up with them. How do you know they are? How do you know that they're good enough to put your money down to quit your job, leverage your home, take out credit cards and just fly by the seat of your pants hoping to make the millions on this idea? Well, because Josh scours the Internet for rules of getting rich quick. For which we will judge our schemes by. So, Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules are ten rules
1: to get rich and grow wealth from the College Investor. Okay. Rule number one: You have to earn it.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. yeah that's why you send your kid away and <clears throat> have them work in a restaurant, and have them work in a factory, mm-hmm. and have them live with a disadvantaged family, a different type of family, mm-hmm. so that they learn. That's right. That nothing comes. The way that they just sit on a couch. That's right. On that line, rule number two. Yep. You
1: must put your money to work for you. You're putting those kids to work, yep. man. You're putting them in restaurants, right? We talked about restaurants. Sure did. I threw out throwing them in the army. Yeah. For for you know uh, every summer, which I think is really uh, necessary. Um. So we're two for two there. Uh. Rule number three. You need to marry smart. I mean, why would you marry stupid if you're <laughs> going to be a parent? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and finally, rule number four, insure yourself and protect your family. Look, again, some people might be offended by this, uh-huh. but if you're making a purchase of a child, uh-huh. you're going to want to ensure that. That is not an inexpensive purchase. Whether you're you're doing it through uh, uh, your $60,000 investment to yeah. have someone actually bear your fruit, or you're purchasing it for ten dollars or $15,000, you want to take an insurance policy out on
0: that because, uh, you know,
1: buyer beware.
0: Yeah, or you can ensure that your <laughs> children don't grow up with the problems you have because you are taking out your Munchausen syndrome by proxy <laughs> by get, get them in a, a fake cast.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, uh so, yeah,
1: we're, uh, that was four for four or five for five. It doesn't matter because
0: all of our schemes always
1: make money. <laughs> so, uh, once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that
0: knowledge in one place. <laughs>